If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. All right, welcome back. 403-974-8255 is a number here, 974-TALK. Just waiting to hear from uh, Dr. Jack Mintz. And we'll talk a bit about, uh, you know, the economic response to this COVID-19 situation and then uh, how we ensure that there is some economic recovery once we get out of this. And, you know, we've, we've seen a lot of various models and forecasts, you know, suggesting that, you know, we're going to see a really big drop in the second quarter, that a really big rebound uh, for the rest of the year, other models um, a little more pessimistic, uh, what kind of a bounce back there's going to be. And I think a lot of that depends on, you know, getting this phase right, trying to keep this in check as, as much as we can. And that's certainly what's concerning about the United States and its trajectory is that, you know, the, the bigger a mess you have, the longer it's going to take to come out of it. So right now is so crucial. And, you know, I think part of what we're going to see in the coming days, we'll get a better sense of the trend line that Alberta's on and what we get uh, in the numbers from Dr. Hinshaw today and tomorrow, the rest of the week and into next week. But will also give us an indication, OK, everything we've done over the last couple of weeks has, has been working. Do we need to do more? Um, so anyway, that, that's where this all goes hand in hand. It was interesting, too, though, when you talk about, well, what does coming out of this look like and what do we need to do? And first and foremost, you need to get the outbreak out of control. You got to have new cases trending downward. Ideally, you get to a situation where you've pretty much got it locked down, where you're seeing days with no new cases or just a handful of cases, and you can try to keep that, keep that trend going. Okay, so now what? Where does that leave us now? Part of what we're doing here is to, to buy us some time where we have more tools at our disposal. And, and you know, a lot of this has been coming on very quickly, new testing, uh, all of that sort of thing. And so that's going to be crucial, too, in, in allowing us to keep this in check. But joining us to talk more about, you know, the economic response and, and how we craft a, a recovery coming out of this. Very pleased to mention the, uh, to welcome to the program, as mentioned, Dr. Jack Mintz. He is President's Fellow at the University of Calgary School of Public Policy. He's also been tasked by the Premier to head up this uh, ta- uh, task force, 12-member task force, looking at economic economic recovery. Dr. Mintz, thanks so much for joining us here today. Welcome to the program. That's my pleasure. Uh, maybe I'll, I'll be clear that actually I'll be giving my own uh, views. I don't speak on behalf of the council. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Inter- yeah, that's important to clarify. Yeah. Um, just your thoughts then, first of all, I mean, obviously, we're, we're seeing, um, you know, some pretty unprecedented steps the governments are taking provincially, obviously, federally. Um, I mean, this this speaks to the, the challenge we're facing, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, no, it, it, this is huge, and and you know, and and you know, no doubt, this is a, a crisis that I think we have not seen in, uh, I think, for quite some time, and in, uh, probably even since the war. I mean, that that's how serious it is. And yeah, you know, it's it, it's not just the health crisis in terms of you know people that could be uh, you know that could die, uh, but it's also a crisis in terms of the economy where it, we have not seen a shutdown in the economy. 
even even during the Second World War and First World War, we, you know, the economies weren't shut down. They, you know, there were right. certainly difficulties that had to be dealt with. But uh, this is really quite extraordinary what's happening right now. Well, it is. And so then in terms of the economics of it, I mean, it's twofold, isn't it? Where, you know, certainly right now we're just trying to get through this, trying to sustain the economy as much as we can. And these measures are kind of a, a lifeline almost, not really necessarily stimulus, but just to try to keep as much in place as we can. Then the other phase, the next phase would be, well, then how do we how do we come out of this? Is that the right way to look at it, do you think? Yes, and, and I think, you know, I think one of the things is, um, you know, there's there's two aspects to it to get out of it. One is uh, what sort of things we need to do from the health side uh, so mm -hmm. that we can, uh, first of all, reduce the pressure on the system, uh, you know, in terms of people going into the hospital right now, uh, but also uh, getting through this in, in a way that's as quick as possible. So that's why people isolating themselves or social distancing, uh, listening to people uh, doing these things right now is absolutely critical. Uh, to reduce these, you know, the possible death uh, and also the number of people going into the hospital system. But as as, as we carry that out, uh, hopefully we can get through this in the next month, uh, let's say a couple of months or whatever the time is. I'll, I'll let the health ex experts sure. talk about how far that can go. Uh, but also, if we do all the right actions now, the best in the health, make sure we have, you know, the ventilators, the beds, uh, any type of... Um, you know, uh, uh, other types of equipment. Uh, also, maybe investments in a therapeutic drug, drug that will need be available uh, that uh, next fall, if there is a resurgence, we don't have to lock down the economy again. And I think, I think having that, I think we need to get that kind of confidence uh, that that will happen. Um, but we also have to remember that as we Get, start being able to get back to work, and I'm I'm hoping sometime in June people can start getting back to work. Um, that uh, it's not going to be going back to where we were in January. There's going to be still a number of pressures that have to be dealt with, uh, including uh, how we even conduct ourselves getting back to work in order to minimize yeah. any health problems. Yeah, and it's going to be big, but I think you're right. I mean, you know, the 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 level of confidence people have and, and how comfortable people are about resuming normal activities, how, how worried they're going to be about their own financial situation. I mean, that all speaks to what kind of a recovery we're likely to see. I mean, are people willing to go out again? Are people willing to spend again? Do people, you know, have some economic security where they, they feel that, you know, that, it, that it's okay to go out and do those things? So I guess that's why we see such a range of forecasts that we're going to see a big drop off and then a quick bounce back. Others suggesting that it's going to be more of a prolonged downturn. I guess it's really hard to, to measure right now, isn't it? Well, it is hard to measure. Uh, I do I do think, though, that the idea that we're going to go, you know, have a deep downturn this spring and then in the third quarter, which would be summer and September, we're going to have a, a bounce back and get back to where we were in January. I, I doubt that's going to happen. And, and, in fact, my argument is that there's really three things that are, are going to, you know, suggest it's going to take some time for everything to come back. doesn't mean that we we won't do better in the summer uh, and mm -hmm. there'll be some return. But, but one of those things, for example, is getting back to work. There's going to probably be some social distancing type requirements, uh, cleanliness requirements, things like that. All these things, you know, kind of impact on productivity and, and yep. how we conduct ourselves. Um, also, people are going to be, you know, they've taken a real hit on their savings. They're going to want to build up their savings. They're not going to 
necessarily want to run out right away and, and spend a lot of money uh, inappropriately mm-hmm. uh, when they want to make sure that they can, you know, fund their retirement years and things like that. So, so I think, you know, there's going to be a lot of care. Interest rates have already gone down a lot. So, you know, people are not going to be making as much money on their, you know, on their asset portfolios. And, and so, again, that kind of pushes you not to, you know, go the whole hog and start spending fortunes when you want to be careful in terms of how you handle your debt and having money in, in place if there is a, a problem next year that, that you can deal with it. And then we got all those deferral payments, you know, people are going to be, you know, getting uh, help right now with rent and utilities and taxes and other payments, but they still have to pay them back. So that's going to be uh, a double whammy uh, that's going to come to them in the, uh, you know, by the fall, uh, which means that, uh, you know, they're going to have to save enough money for that. So that all suggests to me that it's going to be, you know, there's going to be some time for us to, 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 to get back to normality. And in fact, it may be even a new normal in the way that we do things as well. Uh, there's there's going to be lingering issues, too, in particular for Alberta, but that'll be felt nationally regarding uh, commodity prices and, and everything that the oil and gas sector is going through. Um, you know, we, we saw the announcement this week on Keystone XL. I think that was encouraging. Uh, the federal government has promised that there is going to be some support. But how does that situation uh, affect us in, in the months ahead? Well, you know, that's another area where where one of the reasons we won't be bouncing back, uh, you know, as, as easily. I mean, we'll there's going to be some better returns, but I think, uh, the, you know, we are a commodity-based economy, and oil has had a 68% drop in prices. Uh, we've had uh, also a major drop in number of other commodity prices, mining and uh, forestry, uh, et cetera. So, um, you know, there's uh, – and, and so people start building up inventories because they may be producing things, but then it goes into inventory. And that keeps prices down for for longer. And then, of course, in the case of oil, we have this uh, actually shocking, in a sense, uh, uh, you know, war that's going on between Saudi Arabia and Russia, uh, which is uh, which actually today uh, Saudi Arabia is going to be increasing production by twenty five percent and putting it into the market. And so um, we're getting we're going to get a huge inventory build up in 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 oil markets, which is going to suppress prices for for some time. So this makes it harder uh, in terms of or to get out of the uh, out, you know out of, you know in terms of getting out of this. Uh, but again, you know, down the road, uh, when you start going out over a year, year and a half, we'll start seeing that even in the commodity price area, uh, especially if there's a number of uh, producers that go out of production, uh, such as in shale oil and and other parts of the world that uh, that actually there may even be shortages of oil <laughs> that you know for the demand that's going to be out there so it's going to be uh, you know it's going to be like a very different story three four years down the road compared to right now so when, when or how do we shift or pivot from just trying to sustain the economy to trying to stimulate uh, the economy trying to stimulate growth well, I, I think uh, I think the way to uh, that we're going to do it. I think is the most important thing is getting people back to work uh, and dealing with the health crisis right now. I think that's number one. And uh, once we can do that, I would. I think right now we have to have kind of like two different objectives. One is put money into health capacity to deal with the coronavirus, 
Uh, and so that um, if there is problems about resurgence and next year and things like that, uh, we'll be able to handle it in a very different way than we're doing right now. And so I think that I think that would be the, the first thing. And, you know, people say this virus may be around a long time, but hopefully we'll have vaccines and, and drugs and things like that, that that could cope with it. But, of course, these things take a little time. But I, I am worried about this being a prolonged economic uh, coma, as I call it, uh, medically-induced coma that we have in the economy. And and, uh, and I think we need to really address this health care issue to make sure that we can get the economy going again. Then after that, there's, I think, some confidence-building measures uh, that, uh, that um, you know, that can help people uh, kind of get back on their feet. Uh, you know, governments have been great dealing with liquidity problems as much as, you know, as quickly as possible. Uh, but there are going to be some businesses that are going to be hurt uh, and may may have collapsed by the time we, we get to a better position. But it doesn't mean that there isn't great opportunities out there. And I think, for example, one of the major changes that I've seen how we've been able to cope as a society has been the use of, uh, of uh, telecommunication. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I'm speaking from my home office right now to you. And, and, and I'm at home, too. So, yes. I've been having meetings all day long today, so there's been a lot of business going on uh, via telecommunication. And in fact, people may start looking at this as, in a very different way, that maybe we don't need to travel as much to go to meetings, that we can save on travel budgets, and we can use telecommunications a lot more. We can do certain things that we never thought we were as possible or we weren't used to that we could do. And so there there may be changes that are going to occur down the, the, the road, but I look at Alberta, and, and I'm going to say something very hopeful, because I look at Alberta, it's a very entrepreneurial um, society. People are absolutely uh, terrific at developing new businesses. There are great opportunities in a whole bunch of sectors, whether it's agriculture, finance, um, uh, even technolo- uh, various technology, pharmaceutical areas. There's already an infrastructure Alberta has in a lot of these things. And I think that uh, with a lot of smart policy, uh, we can we can actually see a faster growing economy that is going to be even more diversified over the years uh, than uh, than than uh, than it is now. And even even then, we've become more diversified compared to 30 years ago. But I think that uh, I think there's a great future ahead of Alberta with the right policies in place. Yeah, I think it's a great way to look at it. We'll leave it there for now. Uh, Jack Mintz, always appreciate the insight. And uh, again, thanks so much for making some time for us here today. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. All the best. Uh, there you go. So some great points uh, from Dr. Jack Mintz, President's Fellow at the University of Calgary School of uh, Public Policy. Uh, as mentioned, I mean, speaking in his own capacity, but also worth noting that he has been tasked uh, by the Premier to uh, lead this Economic Recovery Council. Uh, and so, yeah, I mean, it's it's good to know that uh, we've got some steady hands at the wheel. And I mean, kudos to, to the premier uh, for, you know, pulling together that the council and bringing some some great minds uh, to the table to, to figure out, well, what, what does that recovery look like and what kind of policy do we need to encourage that? So I, I like the optimism, you know, from from Jack Mintz there and also recognizing the challenge we face. And I mean, it's an interesting analogy he used, isn't it? Uh, a medically induced coma. When you think about what we're doing right now with the economy and having so much of it kind of parked, it's it's very deliberate and it's for good reason. It's kind of for its own good, but it's it's definitely having an impact right now. And so the quicker we can come out of that, you know, the quicker we can get on the road to recovery. 403-974-8255 is our number here, 974-TALK. Back with more right after this.
Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.